Hey, it's Bradley here. It is currently 11.30 at night, and I'm walking back home after studying for finals week. It's like in the last episode that we published. It is finals week for both Hank and I at our respective schools. I just want to say thank you for still subscribing to the show. This is a bonus episode that we are posting today. It is all about the history of the Lego company. You know Lego, the fun brick people? Yeah. That's what we're talking about. This episode was recorded back in February. It was initially going to be released. It's still a fun episode. We had a great time talking about the weird history of Lego and the bad ideas that they chose to do when they were building a company. Sorry, I'm out of breath. I'm walking very fast. Hank and I are still planning on coming back relatively soon. We have some actually some cool stuff planned for a return, and I am excited to do it. Well, without further ado, here is the Lego episode. I just want to comment, um, your camera quality is outstanding for a Zoom call. I just want to say that, Matt, is very it, nice. It's because I use a real camera. I use a real camera? Yeah, my uncle has, like, he, he went to Japan and he bought, like, a bunch of them when he, like, taught English there. And so he was just like, I have, like, an extra. Do you want it? I'm like, why not? Yeah. It's free. It, you literally, this Zoom call is like a movie right now as you take a sip from your vodka it bottle is, I, wait i can make it better should i get a dutch angle yeah let's do it let's go <laughs> i that honestly probably could no we can't do that no okay i don't want to in the way mode. what's up fellow builders i'm hank Farr, and i'm bradley miller and this is no good ideas in this podcast we explore all kinds of awful ideas throughout history and pop culture from lousy leadership decisions to pr disasters we're going to cover pretty much everything and maybe make some bad uh toy business development decisions in the early 2000s along the way and i think that's a sign we're going to be talking about a toy uh in the early 2000s that actually started much earlier than the early 2000s yes hank and special guest matt crow with us uh give it up for matt oh thank you for the applause boys glad to be here you know long time listener first time caller you know how it is mm-hmm. just <laughs> long time listener long time listener exactly i mean it's all about perspective exactly well you already gave it to us so we're gonna be talking about the brick and yes that one toy Thanks. from Phineas and Ferb, the brick, 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 the brick. brick, brick. Oh brick, my gosh, brick, I forgot brick, about that. Brick, That's a fun. throwback. I thought that was so funny as a kid. Mm-hmm. It was a good bit. Yeah, good bit. it was. <laughs> and I don't know if you've talked about it on the podcast, but Hank, you're you're quite the Lego aficionado, are you yes. not? I, I don't think I've mentioned it before, but yes, I collect Legos. I really like building with them. It's a great creative exercise. Um, it's a lot of fun to collect, you know, the minifigures. Um, collect the models. Of course, I'm also a big Star Wars fan, so I collect all the Star Wars sets, as you'd expect. Um, and it's just, it's, yeah, it's a big hobby for me, very important to me. So I'm very, I've been very excited for this episode, and I'm very excited for the episode now to be doing it because it's something I can, I've got a lot that I can give input on. I like this episode because it's going to be usually with these episodes, it's either Hank and I leading it, but uh, it seems like it's going to be kind of a tag team between you and Matt, Hank. So uh, I'm just going to sit back and enjoy the ride here. Yeah, well, before we get going, I'm just curious, Bradley, what's your history with Lego? 
Um, obviously, I wasn't as involved as Hank was as a kid. I do enjoy Legos. I like building them. I never really got into like Lego Star Wars and like building like exact replicas of stuff just because I didn't have the patience of like following the instructions. I liked building with them. When I was a kid, I got I asked for a set like a big set of just like a bunch of multicolored pieces not an exact set because i didn't want to be limited to what exactly i wanted to build which doesn't make any sense because you can build whatever you want with lego sets you don't have to follow the instructions uh so but my brain didn't process that it's like if i bought the death star i had to build the death star like no you can build whatever you want you can build the death star but you can you have yeah. the pieces you can do whatever you want so i have that level i also went to legoland a couple times i like that place Legoland yeah. is a classic and will be a recurring entity in this story. Here. Oh, I'm excited. For better or for worse, mostly for worse. Oh, no. Oh, no. I love Legoland. Yeah. It, Legoland does slap, but the financials behind it, kind of a bummer. All right. We'll get, we'll get to that later, I assume. <laughs> yeah. So just to like kick it off, I mean, we're going to start with a little bit of like a history of Lego. I don't know how many people listening know much about Lego. Originally, it was founded in 1930 by a man by the name of Olkert Christensen Mm -hmm. in Denmark. And it started out as a dude who's just a carpenter making his way in the world. And he was just making furniture and things. But as we know, you know, 1932 kind of... Not a great year, not a great following 10 to 20 years. Either. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I think so something happened, like, right? Something did eventually happen. Yeah. And that thing was the Great Depression on top Whoopee. of also following World War II. Mm-hmm. And the Great Depression really hit hard in Europe, even though people don't think about it as much. But... Uh, in in the first years of his of when he started his company, he really wasn't selling, uh, you know, most of the furniture he would be. He was big on making farmhouses for local farmers, actually. Huh. But around this time, he was mainly making his money off of wooden toys. So you can see we start here with our boy Olker Christensen making toys. And in 1935, three years after he started his company, he officially gives it the name uh, Lego. And if you don't know, Lego is actually the uh, combination of the words leg and goat. And in Danish, leg means play and goat means well. So it means play well together. Ooh, it's a portmanteau. It is a portmanteau and a pretty catchy one at that. Yeah, really effective. Mm Mm-hmm. Lego is just like such a snappy name, great for branding, fits in a tiny little square on the box. Exactly. Yeah, beautiful. And if you, I, people don't know, uh, Lego is located in Billen, Denmark, which is like three hour drive west of Copenhagen. Mm. And a little fun fact, Lego is actually the largest toy company in the world by way of revenue as of June of this year. Or I totally believe year. that. $2.1 billion in revenue after taxes and everything like that. That's which crazy. Is a whole uh, $200 million more than Mattel, which is the next uh, largest toy company. Do you know how many Legos you could buy with that? A I think you could probably 
by I Hank, you got to back me up on this. At least two Death Stars, right? Yeah, I would say you could probably get actually you could get one of the the Ultimate Collector Series Millennium Falcon, and I'd say like probably the Razor Crest set. Yeah, those are expensive. Easy, like safely, but even that's pushing it. You know, <laughs> honestly, yeah, it the, is. The, it the, is a bit rough. One, yeah, the, I do love collecting Legos, but it costs a lot of money. It does cost a lot of money, and yeah. for good reason. Because yeah. when we're going to get into this a little further on, we'll see. Lego was not always the uh, in, insane mogul when it came to moving plastic bricks. I mean. Yeah. Today, I would consider them the Cali cartel of moving bricks. Uh, right. Plastic, not cocaine, but still. Um, and later on, what we're going to see is they really did not know how to manage their finances at all. And it is insane how they made it so far without having any of this knowledge. But luckily, I think this time around... I. On previous episodes that I've listened to, there's not really a like like a tur- happy turnaround for most of these bad ideas. Yeah, no, they usually end in uh, despair. The last one we yeah. just recorded, oof, that was no, there was no happiness there. Depending yeah, yeah, on we, when this came, the, the when amount, this comes the out. amount of deaths that these these end in has has more than I, I, I would originally was going to say steadily increased but it's just kind of like they it's increased yeah when we started <laughs> the, the show episode. when we started the show we're like we're not going to talk about anything that's like ending in death or like just really really sad and we nailed it for like the first few and then <laughs> i talked about balloon fest and uh that ended in two people dying uh yes yeah. so now with now it's just a free-for-all free, whatever we free want to range. talk about yeah it's free-for-all but this will be a redemption story ladies and gentlemen yes mark my words that's what that's what we finally that's what i've been waiting for mm-hmm. capitalism is on the comeback ladies and gentlemen and yeah, it's gonna let's win go. out the day so as we all know lego like it is all about bricks, but like I said earlier, they started out making wooden toys. They eventually started to transition into using plastics. Uh, they bought, it was a family run business. It was very small, but they bought some injection mold and injection molding was kind of like the future of where a lot of basic materials were going in like the forties and fifties because it's so much cheaper, so much easier to pump out cheap injection molded tools and toys and things like that than it is to make them out of wood or metal. Right. And in 1949 Lego launched its first edition of the, uh, the classic building brick we all know. And they called it the automatic binding brick which eventually transforms into what we know today as the classic, you know, two by three Lego brick, uh, which was patented in 1958. So it's been around a hot minute. Yeah. And around this time, a couple years after uh, they patent the brick in 1960, a, a fire actually burns down their warehouse where they're storing all the wooden toys. Oh, no. And upon this happening, the uh, the owner, uh, old Kirk Christensen, has to like make a, a snap decision, and he decides, okay, we'll take this in stride. We're gonna build a larger factory that we're only gonna focus on plastics now, and they just pump out Legos from this period on, and it goes a long way until we like see anything 
kind of changed. They're basically sticking on their basic system where they're pumping out trains, cars, fire trucks, like the really basic city things that, you know, the kids are yeah. used to. Originally, it was called like like town plan was the the OG theme where you just made a town and like and it started off with the the cars being die cast metal cars for a little bit um, until you started to build them. Whoa, this is and you know, I, this is just more than I knew about this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I believe it evolved into the the city theme that we have now, basically. In a way, yeah. It basically it didn't evolve so much as get revived into the city theme, but we'll get we'll get to that. Yeah, it's ba- but Legos basically had just a, a handful of themes that they continued through the years with. Right. Yeah. But we're gonna fast forward about eight years here to a 1968 when they opened the first Legoland in Billund, Denmark, right at home. Wait. The the first Legoland wasn't Legoland. The first Legoland wasn't in San Diego. No, it was not in San Diego. Oh whoa! I, I didn't mean, know that. Little, little fun fact, actually, Lego was not big in America for like a long time. What? Uh, yeah, Hank. You know, you know the uh, who who was the original developer or the original? Uh, it was uh, Samson actually originally handled. Uh, creation of like like manufacturing of lego in uh the u.s until i think the 70s until the contract expired and it just didn't really work when they handled it yeah their marketing scheme was not great because their their commercial team originally was just like what if we have a dude karate chop a uh, a suitcase and that'll show them how tough our suitcase is uh, does not translate to plastic bricks <laughs> believe it or not yeah so it didn't really catch on. But yeah, no, Legoland in Billund was the first one. And they eventually expanded out pretty far. There are there are Legolands all over the world now. Yeah. Uh, but we'll come back to that. Just keep in the back of your mind that we're sitting on a, a, a the theme park uh, excursion I, now. I just want to talk about Legoland in all honesty. I love theme parks. <laughs> <laughs> we, we'll have a minute to talk about Legoland in uh, its unfortunate fate. All right. I'm looking here. forward to it. <laughs> but in the following year after they build Legoland Billund in 1969, they release Lego Duplo, which is basically uh, Lego bricks, but for like really small children. They're basically like double sized. Yeah, I know. And that's like know, whenever you want to insult someone, you're like, oh, I bet you still build with Duplo bl- bricks or whatever. <laughs> exactly. I keep wanting to yeah. say bricks. Like I, and yeah. something I want to mention here about the Duplo bricks is that duplo inherently seems like it's a very different thing from legos they're so much bigger it's a different type of thing you're building with but something that i think you should keep in mind with duplo is that duplo bricks still fit with lego bricks so the the two by two standard brick the it has the tube in the bottom and the tube is the most important thing to how they work and kind of hold on to each other adding that was the big thing that made the invention work that tube actually fits into the hollow stud of the top of a duplo brick and Whoa. so four of 
the two by two standard bricks fit on top of one two by two dupla brick. So it's still in a system with these. These work together. That's crazy. And so for that reason, it still exists today and still works. And I mean, people who make massive uh, creations use duplo bricks because let's say you're building a mountain, they're not going to be seeing the inside, and you've got these gigantic bricks you can get where you don't have to build a ton to create the supports inside. So people will get duplo stuff and just stack up these massive stacks of multicolored stuff on the inside of this super realistic like tiny brick mountain they're making and do that so that's why that will endure and why i think you'll you'll notice that there's problems with some of the other things they introduced down the line Uh, it's very important to keep in mind how integral it was that everything works in this system together no matter what exactly and this is where we see lego starting to like branch out because they, they've built a theme park that's owned by them. They, they start moving with Duplo, which is still works in system, but it's a little different. And then in uh, 1977, uh, a whole eight years later, they released Lego Technic, which is uh, incorporates basically like very rudimentary programming and electronics into Lego. I remember this. And... I'm, I'm sure our listeners have seen, like, uh, you probably went to school and they had, like, a uh, one of those, like, Lego robotics teams. Yeah. And they make, robotic like, ferrets. <laughs> yes. Oh, is that one right. for you guys at school? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. But, yeah, and they'd make, like, little machines that would, like, move up and down and they could, like, do certain commands and things like that. But this was, like, aimed to be in that sort of educational market. So right in this kind of late 60s, 70s era, they're really trying to branch out and do some things. In 1978, they actually dropped the first Lego minifigure, the revolutionary little dude who still fits in the system. He's exactly two bricks tall. Four. Four bricks tall, sorry. Uh, Legs are two, torso is one, and then head's one. You know... It's something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I know it's just like a rad little dude standing yeah, with, with I, cups I think as that hands. It's like the legs and the torsos are like one and a half each, and the head is one. I think okay, that's it's three. But yeah, it fits perfectly in system, so they work with everything. And the first one they drop in 1978 is the humble police officer, and he yep. has the iconic <laughs> a humble f- police officer. Just, you know, <laughs> you have to add that on there. Just like, this is a police officer, but like, you know, he, he, he'll he open the door for you. You know, It's a humble police <laughs> officer. <laughs> exactly. I, I mean, Bradley, we're dealing with a police from Denmark, not our United States of America. So Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Plays a little different. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah. So, and he has the classic Lego, Lego man face and all that and the yellow hands. And that's basically where Lego goes all the way until... 2004, as far as minifigures are concerned, they keep that crisp yellow skin, hands and head. And yep. in 1978, same year, they also launched basically what the uh, the founder called the system within the system, which is their way of marketing uh, different sets towards dis- different demographics. Mm-hmm. So they target a little older kids with... Uh, Technic, very young kids with Duplo, and they everything in between, and that sort of concludes the uh, the early history of Lego, all the way from 1932 to 1978. Seems like they're kind and of doing well for themselves. I don't really see this as a bad idea. It, you know, it, it all it's all going great so far. I would 
I would consider Lego to be the plastic Rome of our age. <laughs> we follow this beautiful, you know, flourishing metropolis. We're we're in the 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 Republic era all the way until you know some of our great emperors. But now, in the following years, between 1978 and 1990, uh, 1998, we we face the imperial regime where emperors come and go. We're holding on. We haven't had a Nero yet. We're not actively destroying our own society for the benefit of uh, one man's entertainment. Uh, but now we are, starting in 1998. And, yeah. Hank, do you know what happens in 1998? I'm sure you do. Yeah. So, and it's funny because at first this wasn't a bad idea. And actually, as of today, it's not a bad idea at all. But... Lego Star Wars. They do their first licensing deal with Lego Star yeah. Wars. Hold up. Before that, that is 1999. 1998. Oh, shoot. That's right. Yeah. You're good. No, no. 1998, I believe they made the deal. Okay. And then okay. they began manufacturing and then sold in 1998. But 1998 okay. is very special because that is the first year that Lego records a loss in company history. Whoa. Yep. Why? Yeah. Uh, the, because in, I believe the months prior, they, uh, lose their patent. Yes, oh. that's right. Yeah. What? So yeah, their patent expired, um, because they'd had it for so long. And so that's when all of a sudden, um, Playmobil, uh, Mega Blocks. Ah, those, uh, there's the all these pop Legos. Yeah. Tyco Super Blocks. There's. Yeah. Tons and tons. The most important thing that they manage to do is they make it so that their bricks actually fit with Lego bricks and market it off that. So they make mm. it so they fit with Lego bricks so that they still work for all these kids that already have it and like it, but they cost a third to a half the price because they're making Dang. it cheaply because Lego has very high standards for themselves with their plastic and stuff. And like, of course, I'm very much like a purist with that. Like, I'm only going to get Lego brand parts because it's a very high quality and they didn't have to hold themselves that standard so they could sell something cheaper for kids that parents are just gonna be like, oh, shoot, all right, I'm gonna get that for my kid. You don't want to even touch a Playmobil brick. No, no. Oh, God. Well, hold up, hold up. We're not the rose art plug. of the brick world. <laughs> We are not trashing Playmobil here. Okay? You like Playmobil? I'm a Playmobil boy till I die. Ooh. Really? I, I did not know this. I own the Roman Coliseum set, homie. But yeah. Lego just came out with a Coliseum set. It is $400, but... <laughs> yes, but the Lego Coliseum set doesn't have gates that raise to release a lion and a tiger that fight you, your gladiator that in a chariot. Is it real? They didn't miss... Unfortunately, no. Oh, then what's the point? But now that you mention that, why have they not made a an Indian in the cupboard style Lego movie where it's a kid and his Legos come to life? That's the that's the Lego I mean, movie, that's right? That's kind of the Lego movie. No, but it's not like it's not like a Toy Story in the little Indian in the cupboard type type. Have thing. you seen the Lego movie? Have a you seen the Lego movie too? Have you seen the I haven't one. seen two. I haven't I seen two, two either. Good. The second one ventures into that territory a little. Ooh, it's it's actually like kind of I need to I still want to see that movie a second time because it kind of didn't work for me the first time. It was a little it was like, whoa, that's insane. What? So I, I'd recommend giving that a watch. I, I'd be down to actually watch that in a watch together or something because uh, that that threw me for a loop. 
uh, I still need to see it. So yeah, yeah, it, it's good. Not as good, but it's good. So anywho, yeah. so they already made it. So you're wrong. <laughs> no, but I want a Lego. I think we just need a Lego movie where it's a Lego brick who has to come to terms with the fact that um, his owner will die and no longer exist in this world, and he can no longer interact with his owner, and uh, he will live on forever in eternity until he uh, eventually, billions of years later, decomposes in a trash pit. Yeah, because it's you know that plastic's gonna last a while. That sounds really. I funny. feel like. It has, and here's the thing: they could pitch it really well because recently, I believe in like 2013 or something, they put out Lego scenery uh, bricks that are, uh, I believe, they can compost or they're made of like recycled materials. Whoa! All I know of that is that in 2018, 19, maybe, um, there was a so they they did something where they made a deal where they would like sell sets at shell gas stations and a bunch of environmental groups were like hey screw you for that and they got a bunch of pr um heat for it and so they were like okay we're gonna make uh bricks that are made out of plant-based materials so uh, the the recyclable materials might be a different thing so you, uh, you might be talking about something completely like separate what i'm talking about yeah so in the lego ideas set um family treehouse that it was this really cool like swiss family robinson style treehouse set they actually came out with Maybe it came in a plant pack for, um, but th- that's wave of sets. They introduce plant-based, all of their green plant parts are made of plant-based materials. And they are phasing in making that the same with all of their other plastics. And it is just as high quality and uh, works in system with everything. Wow. They're, they're no longer using cool. meat to build Lego bricks anymore. It's all plant-based. <laughs> well, it's no, really like bricks. <laughs> They made a deal with Ikea where they both said they'd phase out all horses from everything that they made. Thank goodness. And Have you I'm tasted sure a Lego brick? It's disgusting. Yeah. No, I have some <laughs> of those old school, you know, 1999 Star Wars ones. And man. Yeah. Anakin, you can really taste the horse marrow. I'm if just you, saying. If you just put that in a boiling, you know, uh, pot, you just make some broth out of that, you know. Make Lego stock. Mm. <laughs> bon appetit. You could make Lego stock. Actually, you would you would fill a pot with acetone and then just dump your Lego bricks in it. Speaking of Lego stock, uh, I need to check how my stocks are doing. I haven't checked today. That's a good idea. Can we buy like? Can we can we try and pump and dump some I don't Lego? Know, pump and dump Lego. Um. Anyway. Anyway, <laughs> let's keep going. So let's yeah. let's get to the so. They're recording yeah, so a loss. This is because mm-hmm. we got some more Playmobiles and because uh, there's just ripoffs and, and the knockoffs. Like Hank said, like the one, the only one I can remember now is like Mega Bloks and Tyco Superblock, where they yeah. Tyco Superblock is like one for one a Lego brick that matches with it. That sucks. So <laughs> that sucks for them. <laughs> it does. And the thing you have to remember is outside of like Europe, even in America, Lego is like kind of not in like they still have a strong presence but yeah video games especially like we're coming up on was it playstation 2 now yeah i think so wow like all sorts of other things where it's like they don't really have a counter to this and one of the things that they try and develop actually as a counter is um lego mindstorm 
which is a rebranding of Technic that we were talking about earlier, where it's like they try and aim at kids and they're like, hey, if you're into electronics, like, this is it, dude. You can make a Lego brick um, moonwalk like uh, MJ. (laughs) And this this works in the end. As you know, there's huge leagues of people that do Lego Mindstorm stuff. It's a big thing. But But the thing is that they also experimented with some other stuff to try and compete. And this is where you get to the bad ideas because they made some weird decisions. They really strayed from what they did best. They did. And the reason they strayed from it was because they're on a roll. You know, Mindstorm comes out. Mindstorm actually, mostly adults are into that. Not a lot of kids. Yep. Mm. Uh, Which is kind of ironic because originally, uh, I believe a group from one of the big universities in the U.S., they hacked it and they like released a... um, uh, just like an open source version of the Lego software that was better. And Lego was like, hey, um, we're going to sue you. <laughs> this is for kids. Stop. And they were like, and then they, they were like, we're still buying them. Like only adults are buying this. Kids don't want to play with this. So Lego was kind of forced into be like, okay, well, we'll just roll with it. You guys can do whatever you want. Have fun with your <laughs> playpen over there. Yeah, and in 1999, like you mentioned earlier, Hank, Lego Star Wars. Yeah, and, and you so, can explain it better. Yeah, yeah. So here's the interesting thing with Lego Star Wars: it's a success. It's today. It's like a popular thing to be like. Like it's a popular funny thing to be like. Hey, check out my Lego Star Wars set. You know, like mm-hmm. you, you see meme pages and they they make jokes about it. Like I've got a Lego Star Wars set. It's like half ironic, half like. It's kind of dope, you know? They so took, like, all the fun parts of Star Wars, and today, at least, they made it, like, more funny in some ways with, mm-hmm. like, kind of the media they've created with it. They've made it... Yeah. They've created, like, this new way of viewing Star Wars where, like, you build whatever, but it's also yeah. kind of has this new character to it. Yeah, and Star Wars... I think it part, part of why it works so well is because Star Wars is such an... It's an infinitely expandable universe. You can do literally anything with it. So it's there's a lot that kids can do with both taking, making their own ships. Like, this is what I would do as a kid. They would make their own ships and make them interact with the characters they cared about and knew about. And a big thing, a lot of the successful Lego themes have story. And we'll get to, in part of the recovery, but we'll get to that uh, later. But so here's the thing that I didn't know with Lego Star Wars, is that they release it concurrent with the Phantom Menace coming out. And it's crazy successful. You, they didn't make, They literally didn't make enough. You couldn't get them anywhere. And then next year, they made enough, they made even more, and there was no Star Wars release. So nobody bought any of them. Uh... Which, so I did. I wasn't aware of how cyclical the Star Wars release is. And I, I, something I want to talk about with this is that uh, I don't understand how Star Wars is still going. Because Star Wars has been very cyclical. And they also picked up the Harry Potter license. And in 2002 to three. There was no release for either major studio and them making basically no money off of either of those themes because there was no release for either of those movies almost like actually put them to bankruptcy. Like it nearly crazy. killed them. Oh and my we'll God. Get to that. I didn't think that that was how badly they sold when there was no release. So what's crazy to me is that they kept that, you know, they kept that theme going through after episode three, uh, the uh, Revenge of the Sith released, because that released in 2005. There was a three year period after Revenge of the Sith released where they continued releasing Lego Star Wars 
even though there was nothing, until the Clone Wars began coming out in 2008. And then they had a TV show to go concurrently with for five years. And then the Clone Wars got canceled. And so there was nothing until I think Rebels came out. Like, And it's funny because the Clone Wars ended in 2012, 2013. Um, and mostly people consider 2013 to be one of the best years for like Star Wars in terms of set quality and like sales and stuff like that. And then they basically had nothing to go off of again until 2015 when The Force Awakens and Star Wars Rebels were releasing. So it's crazy to me that it almost destroyed their company. The that thing they that they're like known the most for today is the thing yeah. that almost killed them. And that's hilarious. The fact that they they kept it, you know, mm-hmm. they kept going with it is so interesting to me, even though it like had set this this huge flaw to it. It's really interesting. Yeah, it was such like a boom and bust on the sets. It's yeah. like one year they go gangbusters and then next they, they cannot move them. And yeah. it's kind of insane. And I think... I really don't know how they continue to move Star Wars toys. Like <laughs> it's well now it makes sense, but like during the sequel trilogy era, especially at the end there, that that must have been scary for them because people weren't liking the movies. People weren't buying. It still sequel doesn't make toys. sense because all other Star Wars toys don't move product. Star yeah. Wars toys don't make money. Yeah, but the Mandalorian toys. I'm- Unless it's like I think of like those Star Wars toys where it's like those limited edition in sealed in the in the packaging action figures or whatever. That's true. Anything that a, a an adult would buy does sell. Yes. But for because kids, there's a kids. There's, there's there's a big collector's market, but anything that's like if you go if you go into your aisle at your your local Target, your local Walmart, anything like that, and you go into the toy aisle and you find Star Wars I bet you there will be at least a couple racks of sequel trilogy stuff that has not moved and it will remain there because it just doesn't move product. Lego somehow does. And I think Lego Star Wars is one of those things where it has such a brand around Lego Star Wars specifically Mm -hmm. that it like has its own legacy that it moves with. Yeah. Mm. Like it's it's surprising to me. Nothing else does. Yeah, even even like I know that the the sets for episode nine did take a bit to sell out, but they still did. People still bought them eventually because especially with COVID, people wanted something to build and work on. And so people were like, you know what? All right, I'll get it. Um, And even like there was a recent one that they came out with. It was a crappy set. Reviewers hated it. Fans hated it. Still, it's super overpriced. Gone from shelves. It's from a movie people hated. (laughs) So Lego Star Wars works really well now. Mm-hmm. but it almost killed them so yeah lego star wars and harry potter like you mentioned because once we hit 2003 nothing's coming out we're dry as a bone on the on the doubloons here <laughs> but the other thing that hit us really hard with lego is they pop out three absolute failures and this is yeah. really the meat of this story because like i said This is our fall of Rome moment. We have literally split off with the Eastern and Western Roman Empire. On the Western front in Byzantium, we have Bionicle, Harry Potter, we have Star Wars. And on the Eastern front, fighting off all the uh, Mattel Visigoths, we have Jack Stone. They said, what if we made Lego that literally can barely be built with? 
and they they chuck the minifigure the iconic yeah. thing that everyone looks at and if you go look up go look up jack stone lego and you see the dude that is on there and he's just not the right size i'm gonna look he, this up right now jack stone's action figure kind of thing jack stone like he's like half action figure um he he just looks like your oh. random 90s dude oh he, god nothing is sized right the sets have so many pieces they build new pieces. It's kind of Lego, but it doesn't really match with what they're producing. It literally, everything. It literally looks a, like Tom Cruise, like as a. It does. Yeah, like that, might, that might have been what they were going for. Maybe honestly. And we. This is where we get into a bigger issue where it costs money to make a set that has a bunch of different Lego pieces because you have to make injection molds for each one of those, and it gets worse with. The uh, 1997 to 2001 ro- uh, rollout of Scala dolls. Yeah. Where Lego said, what if we did Barbie dolls? Oh, no. And here's the here's the thing. So you remember me bringing up how Duplo was in system. They decided, let's also create a completely different system that doesn't work together. With, with a couple of sec- exceptions. So they made it so that the studs were like flower shaped. And the anti-studs only locked in with the flower-shaped studs, which is weird. So it was like, and they weren't very buildable. It was just like like a full wall and a full floor piece. So it was a kind of constructible dollhouse, not super customizable. There are still scale pieces in, in circulation within system today because uh, the food pieces they made had the clip, the bar clip that the minifigure can hold was um, to system. With Lego. So that's still in system, but everything else was this weird Barbie doll thing, and it, it didn't work with anything. Super weird, total failure. Dang. Absolute failure. Because you can imagine, like, if you're honestly, if you're a little girl at this time, you, why would you buy Lego? Like, if Lego yeah. comes out with dolls and you're not into building Lego bricks already, like, you don't care. And if you're into building Lego bricks, you buy Lego bricks. You yeah. don't buy. Yeah dolls yeah. so they literally said what if we, what if we just pump units into this oversaturated market that we have no shareholding in and just see what happens while we're hemorrhaging money left and right and it makes no sense and i think they're doing this because they see lego star wars and and like harry potter on the horizon and they're like we're gunning we're going we're going we're going we can just branch out and they just yeah. swing and whiff <laughs> yeah yeah uh, and oh, oh. Matt, lost matt's camera my we camera lost i'm still here i'm still <laughs> here um, um yeah and then there was another thing i think the weirdest thing um were you gonna bring up galador of course yeah so galador um i watched a review recently of this lego reviewer that i love he does great reviews where it's about this, um, like these weird f- action figures that you can remove the, remove the arms and legs and heads and switch them around. Mm. And so Lego has this thing where they every once in a while try to make things photorealistic. You saw Jack Stone was yeah. an attempt at that. This was an attempt at that. In like 2015 or no, 2016, they tried to do a line of like Star Wars style bionicle figures with photo, re- like stylized realistic heads that weren't Lego minifigure style hideous everybody hated them every time they try to do this it fails it just doesn't work for the company for some freaking reason so they were horrible um it was an awful idea it looked bad and they did this like 
terrible show tie-in that they like basically commissioned. And yeah, it's and so the reviewer did this review where he tried like he basically tried to make the most hideous amalgamations possible <laughs> with the set. It was so funny. That's hilarious. He's like, this is not Lego. This is awful. This is nightmare fuel. This is nightmare inducing. This is one of the worst decisions they've ever made. It, and it was it's evil looking. <laughs> it was it lost them so much money because you have to remember they went in on a TV show to go with this. Mm-hmm. They pumped money into Galador Defenders of the Outer Dimension. Live Those action. Sh- important to bring up because you, you'll go, well, they have other successful TV shows now, don't they? This one was live action. What? It was live what, action. What? 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It had nothing to do with Lego at all. Oh, my God. That's that's it was just it was just a Power Ranger style like space weird TV show. But I believe it also incorporated a decent amount of CG. Which I'm assuming was really bad. Yeah, I think it was decent, but it's like that really? pumps up prices on shows in mm-hmm. 2002. Yeah. Like when true. did Invader Zim come out? That was like Invaders. 90s. Yeah, Invader Zim was revolutionary for 3D models and stuff in a 2D animated show. 2001, yeah. And like it cost them big doubloons to like put that in. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Nick almost was like, no, you can't. Yeah, but it's insane, and they just so, yeah. pump money into this, and it, it, it's an abject failure because kids like like Barbie dolls. If you're a boy and you don't like Lego bricks, you probably like action figures, and if you like action figures, there's so many good. There's GI Joe, there's Star Wars action figures, there's like literally anything you can buy except Galador, and yeah. Galador is just not cool. If you yep. said I play Gal I play with Galador action figures, your your friends at the playground will probably beat you up because you're a loser. And that's just <laughs> facts. I yeah, I, I think if I saw somebody playing with those toys, I would think they're a loser. They were weird looking. They were I just, would steal your YouTube. I don't want to beat the weird kid on the playground with weird toys. Yeah. That seems like yeah. exactly. No. Oh, they were hideous. And they were like vaguely in system two. Um they had some actually it's funny, the arms were made in the style of this click joint that I actually have some up here. Oh, perfect for a podcast. Um, yeah, yeah, I have some. It used this style of click joint. I'm sure for the camera, I'm showing them, and it worked in system, and they still use that system today. It existed prior, but that was the only way it clicked in, and it oh, hideous, 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 horrible decision. Um, so they they've got Barbies, they've got Galador, they are tanking money. They they put out a crappy TV show, and they don't have any releases for Harry Potter or Star Wars. So they are just they they're going down, and they're, we got to remember too. Legoland's been going this whole time. I forgot about Legoland. <laughs> Lego, they've yeah. been building Legoland's left, right, and center. They have too many. So, like, in order to even, like, scrape by without bankrupting, they have to chuck all Legoland. And they just sell it off to uh, to a theme park company. Wait, what Legoland's like, were there? I know the one in San Diego. Uh, San Diego, I believe there might have been an Asia one. I think there was a Germany one, maybe uh, France. But there's like European locations and American locations. I think there's a Canada one too. Wow, I didn't um, know. But th- there were a lot. I think there was at least seven Whoa. at that time. That's more than I thought. There's more now, I think, though. I know there's yeah. one in, Nor- in Orlando as well. 
or I think there's Orlando, there's California, there I think there's also uh, like a couple Canadian ones, stuff like that. But yeah, so it seems so like they're, they're just, in a bad position. But how do they get out of this? Well, yeah. it's funny. The way they get out of this is they originally are trying to turn and pivot towards Star Wars and Harry Potter. But as we know, it's something that doesn't move in years where there's no movie on top of paying licensing fees. Every time you make sets, you got to pay your licensing fees on these bad boys and it costs more money. Yeah, they were, they, this was new territory for them on that, too. They're doing so much experimental stuff while they're not in a position to do it. But they turn it over to one of the guys who's kind of dealing with the uh, in charge of the older uh, Lego demographic. We're talking like 12 and up here. Mm-hmm. And what he comes up with is a little thing called boneheads, <laughs> which is... Uh, Along the lines of Galador, actually, where it's like, they're like, what if we made action figures that kind of worked in system? And they do make them. They become Bionicle, actually. Uh... Boneheads to Bionicle because of the masks and and the heads going on. And what they do is they bring in this guy, Christian Faber. And he's from Copenhagen, I believe. And what they talk to him and they go, hey, man, can you like design the world that these these action figures live in? Can you make us a story driven IP that we can tie in other media to? Because they've already tried their hand at some media. You know, they've tried Galador. They've tried a couple video games and things like that. And they know there's money to be made if you can make it, but they just don't have an IP that knocks it out of the park. And Christian Faber comes out here, and this is a man who, at the time, they thought he he had a terminal brain tumor. And he's in his hospital bed, and he he pulls it off. He he says, okay, I will make your uh, lore for Bionicle. I will create you an IP, and it will be gangbusters. It will sell like crazy. And he designs it, and he says, well... We could just do like a standard world, but what if I like use my situation to influence it? And he said, what if instead of just being a normal world, the world of Bionicle was like, the world itself was like a robot who had been uh, affected by a a malady similar to like a, a like cancer. And he was like, what if the cancer was the bad guys? And we call them the Makuta. And it's like this entity that takes over the giant bionicle being that is the world. And that serves as your antagonist. And the uh, heroes are actually going to be nanotechnology. The tiny bionicles you buy in the canisters are the nanotechnology that fights against the Makuta, the cancer, to defeat it. And you know what? I don't know what happened. But it something must have worked. It must have inspired himself because our man Christian Faber beats cancer. Whoa! He wins. He gets yeah. rid of his brain tumor. Another happy ending here. Nice. He's crushing it. He he goes all the way till 2010 designing Lego. He's still alive. He's still alive. But he goes from 2001 all the way to 2010 designing Bionicle. And Bionicle is like the first step up that Lego gets out of this hole. Because they can make 
shows, video games, comic books, everything they can make on their own IP. And this is where they start crushing it. Because afterwards, 2004, we've, made, we've been making Bionicle for a couple of years. We know it's profitable, but we're still hemorrhaging money from Harry Potter, Star Wars, Galador, all these other things. So the CEO, the, uh, the current head of the uh, Christensen household, has to step down from CEO, and they put in uh, a new guy. And basically... They have a whole new team at the top, and they say, we're going to cut it down to its basics. Uh, they go ahead and they say, okay, uh, originally Lego was using like actual designers to like make the brick sets, and they pumped up the number of bricks and sets. There were, I believe, in 2003, about 12,000 different Lego bricks Whoa. that were included in sets. They cut that all the way down to 6,000. They moved all their production out. Like most of their production moves from uh, Denmark into the Czech Republic and from Connecticut in America to Mexico. And they just like dump everything that doesn't work. Cut it down to the basics. And then they they went back like you're talking about Lego City, Hank. Yeah. They said, what if a man fell into the river? In Lego City. And I think with that, the rest is history. (laughs) And then all of America said, hey! (laughs) And like that, they they brought back Lego City. That was was the genius move, you know? It it just became a recognizable, relatable thing for kids. I think they... they, in the documentary um, about it on Netflix, they showed this Jackstone fire truck. It's this weird, non-realistic fire truck that was meant for the gigantic action figure. And he was like, and the CEO was like, we're never doing this again. We're never doing this again. We're doing an actual fire truck. We're doing an actual fire truck. And then they released an actual fire truck. And I actually had that set. Nice. It's crazy to me that that fire truck was like such a representative thing for their comeback. Cause I had that. So that's how they came back. They brought back Lego city and it, there it is, you know, at Lego we know today is like the biggest toy creator. Ooh, it feels good to do an episode where the bad idea becomes good at the end. We have too exactly. many episodes where it's like, I mean, like we'll talk about like new Coke and then like obviously Coke is fine. But <laughs> the, the good is that it's still Coke in the end. But like they with this, it started bad, but they ended it up making it bigger and better and badder and the, the, the yeah best this didn't this didn't end with the man falling into the river in lego city and the river is molasses and he drowns a, a painful death this ended in they build the rescue helicopter and fly it's the ad the ad that gets referenced in the meme is some weird grammatical thing where it's like they say like build the rescue helicopter and off to the rescue like the, the way the way it's worded is weird so that mm-hmm. they built the rescue helicopter and off to the rescued so that, that's that's what they did, and it worked. And I'm able to collect Legos now. I'm able to hold up my massive, uh, like, parts Whoa. thing of parts. Yeah, this is the second one. I showed you one earlier, Bradley. I have two of these, one on each side of my computer. Hank you can is holding a giant thing of, like, drawers, <laughs> probably hundreds or thousands of Legos in there. 
Mm-hmm. And that's not even all of the bins that I have oh, of the other non-sorted parts that I use because you can't sort everything. This is one of two of the other ones. Um, so, yeah, there's thank God for the man falling into the river in Lego City and Bionicle or else I would have one less hobby that I love so much. And speaking exactly. of uh, hobbies, we have other hobbies as well that you can find us at. What a great story that you told us, Matt. Thank you so much for being here. I learned a lot about Lego stuff that I didn't even know that I didn't even know. Um, I feel good. (laughs) It's a redemption story. It's about a good company, I want to believe. And so, yeah, thank you so much for being here. Is there anything you'd like to plug or anything you're doing that people can check you out at? Uh, There's nothing really you guys can go check me out at. You know, if there were things, the government would be able to find me. And that would be an unfortunate event in my case. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So I'm off the grid, boys. But it was great doing this episode with you. Mm -hmm. Um, Hopefully someday in the future, we can cover another building material Rome, like our plastic Rome Lego. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Do a whole Playmobil episode. (laughs) (laughs) We, I... If you boys want, I will do a Playmobil episode. Oh, God. Do they have I, bad I ideas? I would be down to learn about it. There <laughs> is no failure. There is no failure. It is only success. <laughs> only, only good ideas. <laughs> anyway. no, that, can yeah. be the, the, that can be the April 1st episode. Absolutely. Uh, Hank, there we go. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug? Yep. You can find my animation work at youtube.com backslash Hank Farr. And you can find uh, my game that I developed. Matt here actually did the Foley for it. Um, I did do a bunch me, of the sound work for it. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, me, me and uh, him and my friend my friend Ethan did the development. I keep saying I developed it just for simplicity's sake. I didn't do the, I did the art. Um, and nah, you did all the coding. The work. You did no. everything. <laughs> Don't no. give that guy Ethan no. any credit. <laughs> no. <laughs> I will say, I, I do agree with Hank. I feel Ethan's contributions were minimal. I really feel like the sound of me punching a bathtub bass boosted really carries the game sound effects. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So big shout out to, so you can find the two of our work um, on the app store on both iOS and Android and on steam at niche.io for PC little brother's turn. Go play it. And you can also find me at Bradley with an E on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, bite letterboxd cameo, cameo.com slash Bradley with an E pay me $5 and I'll record a video of whatever you want. Yelp. He's on Yelp. Yelp. I'm on Yelp. I'm on uh, the cash app. Uh, That's actually not my cash (laughs) app. I don't know what it is. Oh, my cash app is Brad is broke. If you want to just give me money directly cash app, Brad is broke. Broke with an E. Um, You can also check out (laughs) brad.rocks. My website has everything I've ever done on it. Um, You can also follow us on uh, at on Twitter and Instagram at no good ideas pod. Uh, you can also review this podcast on Apple podcast. It really helps out the show. Please do. Mm-hmm. Please do. And I think I want to make like some bricks and a uh, stack up out of here. Let's yes. make some, let's, br- let's make like bricks and hit the streets of Miami boys. <laughs> All right. See you later. Right. See you everybody. Mm-hmm.